Welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast, where two generations of owls, Michael the dad, me, and Hank the son, discuss the latest in movies, plays, books, video games, and more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast. I'm your co-host, Michael Owlin, and as always, I'm here with... Hank Owl. Hank Owl, what's new in your world, buddy? The Minecraft 10th anniversary. 10 years of Minecraft up. already? That's crazy. And we've... Oh, we together have spent around four hours today playing Minecraft. You Surely. have spent more time playing Minecraft than I have today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just want to familiarize myself again with the game in case we do something fun for the 10th anniversary. So when is it? Is it in May? Yeah. Oh, it's wow. in like five or something days. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. What's uh, Are they releasing a new version of it or something to celebrate? I think there has been a new update, but something they did release, which was on browser and was for free, so you can find it anywhere just by searching it, is the original version of Minecraft. Which was made originally, it was a PC game, correct? Yes, and it was made in 2009. PC stands for personal computer. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Thanks. Uh, well, that's cool. So, uh, Minecraft, for me, Minecraft was your first game you were into. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. First video game. And then for a while there, nobody played it for a while. Or I guess I guess your age group didn't. And now some of your age group is playing it again, or they are? Uh, it's actually it's gaining popularity a lot. Probably because of memers and Redditors. And just people who hate Fortnite and their way of combating, of combating Fortnite is by playing Minecraft. Oh, that's interesting. A little rebellion. I remember the first time version we received or downloaded was just on my phone, I think. And I saw it, and you kind of, you'd watch some videos on it, I think. But I tried to play it, and basically just had no, I, no idea what was going on because it's one of those games that there's no instructions. At least, you know, at least I didn't have any instructions. So I was like, okay, what are we doing? Oh, we're waiting around till nighttime for zombies to come kill us. That's what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I had knew. That's all that I did. But eventually now we've gotten better. And now it takes two nights to kill us. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, I, uh, like that I was zombies. never into PC gaming. So, like, when we tried to play the version on the computer... Like I did horrible with that. I do. I'm glad they came out with a you know an Xbox and a PlayStation version. Those are much easier for me to handle. Also, the crafting was easier with that too. Oh yeah. Um, Since yeah. crafting is practically done for you on the console. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. That's like um, the game of your youth. You know. I know now. Like your tween years would be. I mean, you don't play a lot of Fortnite, but that's certainly what your generation is going to remember. Uh, yeah. I'll be curious to see exactly. when you're a teenager. What's the big ding? Big thing. Yeah. So what's new in your world? So I finally uh, started watching Billions. This is a TV show by uh, Brian Koppelman and David Levine. I'm a big fan of Brian Koppelman's podcast, The Moment. He interviews a lot of artists and of all types and also business people and uh, you know culinary people as well. But Wow, you're uh, calling culinary people not artists? I thought you were better than that, Dad. Well, you know. I thought we were family. <laughs> we are a family. Uh, it's so funny. I think there's some backlash now to this whole like everything's an art, everything's an art, everything's a craft. But um, anyway, so I certainly meant no offense to those in the culinary world. 
but culinary arts. I was nervous about uh, kind of watching it just because I do like this guy's podcast so much. I didn't want the show to be bad. I felt this way about a, a guy's book, too, and the book was not as good. But uh, somebody who I liked, like, off their persona versus online. So um, I started watching it, kind of binged it last night, the first season. I'm not completely done with it, but it's great. It's really, really good. The acting is amazing. The writing is great. And characters are fun. And it's an interesting world. It takes place in you know, the world of New York finance and hedge funds and also in the United States, um, you know, prosecu- prosecutions, district attorney's office. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's the word I'm throwing. Yeah, I went to law school, guys. You can tell, right? Uh, <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so that's what's new in my world. I'm watching that and I'm really enjoying it so far. So, Michael Owl, what movie are we watching today? We are talking about Pokemon Detective Pikachu. The full title. Indeed, indeed. So, this is a movie based on the card game and TV show, and it features uh, Pikachu, who is kind of the most famous lead Pokemon. And in this particular movie, uh, Pokemon uh, are, uh, you know, just part of the world. And uh, so, yeah, so it's called Detective Pikachu. So we got a it's a crime movie, basically. Right. Uh, Yeah. It's about trying to find the person who the cops say are murdered. But of course, it's a movie. So whenever the cops says someone is murdered, they're never murdered. Yeah. So we have a young man who lives kind of in rural Japan. And then uh, his father passes away. And so he has to go into this city. To uh, you know, clean out the apartment and kind of they have an estranged relationship, but uh, it turns out, of course, that maybe there's some mystery surrounding the father's death, and that this young man gets embroiled in, and he ends up teaming up with a Pokemon, uh, Pikachu in particular, who was his father's partner. So I think we need to talk a little bit, and uh, we can talk about this during the course of the movie, though. Um, so this young man. He takes this train into, was it Rhyme City? Rhyme City. Rhyme City. So Rhyme City is a major metropolitan area, and they do a good job in the movie of explaining this with exposition, but basically he's on a train, and on the train there's a video screen saying, hey, welcome to Rhyme City, and it kind of gives the history of it. And the history of it is there was this wealthy billionaire scientist dude, played by Bill Nighy, who made this city, created it as a haven, so that Pokemon and normal human beings can live together as co-equals, basically, right? Uh, yeah, this this part of the movie, or at least the video, I thought that seemed like something that could have easily been done terribly. But I thought it didn't feel, because obviously it's it's a video introduction to the movie, basically. Yeah, and I thought and, it But was- it didn't feel that forced really no, it, it felt didn't. like i felt like with our video screen and technology world like i could clearly see this actually happening exactly me too i thought you know you and i often we complain about the exposition you know being bad in some movies that we watch and like at least during this part you know i was really kind of hopeful like oh this is exciting got me excited about the movie and taught me a little bit about pokemon and uh made me made me excited so this young man he goes to the city and uh, what is it? What ha- so what happened to his dad? How did he die? His dad died in a supposed car accident. That's right. Which, as we learn, is actually caused by Pokemon. All right. So when he goes to investigate, now I guess he's not really investigating at this point, but he goes to his dad's apartment, 
he meets someone who's been waiting for it, and that's when we kind of realize that there's some kind of mystery going on. Yeah. So what did you think of the film? No, so there are we're going to be tons of spoilers here, guys. Uh, so if you haven't seen the film yet, why don't you probably click off the podcast now if you are going to see it and, and uh, listen to it another time. But uh, So yeah, so what did you think of the film? I thought the film was, oh, this is going to seem a little harsh, but it was okay at its best. This film suffers from, and another harsh word, a little bit of lazy writing. There's a lot of unnecessary explanatory dialogue, and in writing you're supposed to show, not tell. This movie does a lot of telling and not showing. I, I agree 100%. And just as kind of one example of both the 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 telling instead of showing and then also kind of the something non non realism of the world and I know it's a fantasy movie so of course it's not quote realistic but within the rules of the film there are some things that you know are just normal you know what happens on this planet kind of thing that felt weird and one of them was when he does go to his dad's apartment does the mail and he meets this young reporter who's not a reporter she's an intern but she's like you know, I have a nose for story, even though I'm just an intern. And it's that kind of thing that, you know, you would never say that. If you were an intern trying to start a story, you wouldn't lead with, hey, I'm an intern. You know, you oh, just yeah, felt very, that felt extremely forced. They're and also another, cute. another thing that have felt kind of unrealistic, and this is like less of a mess up and more storytelling and script writing and more of just an annoyance is that the characters feel way too young to be doing this like the meet cute thing you were talking about with the intern she seems like she's 13 yeah and i thought that was might be just a me as an old person or older person getting older every second person uh thing that oh okay all right so she yeah they're doing this but she seems really young he seems really young to be doing these things but so that's i'm glad to hear it's not just not just me so the essence of the story is that uh our young hero tim i believe his name is you know tim goes to his dad's apartment he finds this vial of drugs and it kind of blows up into his face as this powder nothing really happens to him but it gets out the window and the key thing is, I guess, is this drug makes Pokemon enraged for a brief amount of time. And they become violent and start attacking things. So I guess the point for the young man is to find out what happened to his dad. But to do that, he's got to find out what his dad was working on. He was working about a case with these drugs. And then, of course, you have Pikachu. Now, what's interesting about Pikachu and this Tim person. What can they do that other people and their Pokemon can't do? Uh, they can communicate with each other. There's an inter-Poke-human linguistic relationship. Right, and that normally doesn't happen. So everybody in this city seems to have their own Pokemon pets, but they can't actually talk to them in English like Pikachu and Tim can. Uh, yeah, that's true. Anyway, I think we're made to be thinking that that's because of the because of the drug that Tim inhaled first. Yes. So. <laughs> I'm 
I'm very, um, very sorry. Um, another thing I felt is that sometimes this movie, this is again, this is just merely an annoyance. This movie suffered with a difference in realism when it came to different characters. Like, there are some Pokemon that look kind of cartoonish a little bit, and other Pokemon, like the huge mountain-like uh, Pokemon that come around the end of the second act of the movie, are seem very realistic and are made of real trees, when yet the other Pokemon seem cartoonish. And that just, uh, there's, it's just, this movie has a lot of irritations and inconveniences to me as a viewer that just build up and build up and build up till eventually it's not that good of a movie. Yeah, you know, honestly, like I liked it better until we started talking about it and now that I think it's it's just even worse. So yeah, we have this detective detective style movie, but there are so many just points that just take you out of the story. The the first one that really made me kind of roll my eyes was uh young hero Tim and this young intern they they miraculously find their way to a studio at the top of their high-rise building, like think Trump Tower, for lack of a better uh, comparison. Uh, they're filming a promo, like the Bill Nye character, the, like, basically a Bill Gates-type character, and his son. And they just somehow wind up on set and then are able to interact with people. Like There's, there's no way, security-wise, that... That they would be able to get up there, him, the Tim, and his Pikachu would have found their way there. And like the movie doesn't bother to explain how they're able, like to you know, be cunning enough to get in there or what they did. And like in a normal movie, that'd be like a huge obstacle. Like, okay, we've got to make it to the top of the tower so we can talk to this intern who might have know about Blink, and they would devise how they're going to do it. And this movie. They just show up there. They just cut from one scene and the next scene, they're in this place that they would never be able to get into. So that kind of took me out of the story. And there's a ton of things like that. And another other unrealistic point is the final battle. When Mewtwo goes up against Pikachu, it just seemed like there's no way that Pikachu would ever have any chance about beating this god Pokemon. Mewtwo is another Pokemon, but very powerful. Is that why? Uh, yes, Mewtwo is supposed to be, at least from my heart, the most powerful Pokemon ever. Okay, so... And it's like, but it's like a Zeus came down to Earth to kill a rabbit, and somehow the rabbit beat Zeus. Okay, so, yeah, another one of those where the villain is so strong, you don't buy that the hero could actually make that make that offense. Yeah, this movie was just a, just a mess. The script has so many little in- instances of... What and like a of bunch of dialogue, real- like what's this or, oh that just happened. Even though we just saw that happen, you definitely want a character to say that just happened. Yeah, they were not they were not trusting the audience to learn what they needed to learn from the visuals, many different times. Uh, and so there's some random disturbing things in this movie, at least to me. One of the Pokemon is I forgot the exact name, but basically he's a mime Pokemon. And so part of the skills this mime Pokemon has is that he can, he can erect walls, invisible walls, you know, like mimes do little things with their hands and they kind of like, oh, I'm trapped in a box, you know. So he does that and actual walls are formed. 
And then there's this weird segment where they're trying to get this Pokemon to talk. Of course, remember, we can't really understand what the Pokemon's saying. To at least the humans can't, but Pokemon can. And they're miming setting this Pokemon on fire. Like they mime pouring gasoline all over him, then mime getting outside his box, and then they mime threatening him with a lighter. And then eventually dropping it. And and it, so and miming burning the Pokemon, and that felt that that was so, out of place. That's crazy. So if he, if he can create boxes, so and now it could be that like that he doesn't really get on fire. We don't know though. Or at the very very least it's that this mime Pokemon creature thinks that he's going to be set on fire and burning. I mean, that is plain torture. Because earlier when they meet him, like he mimes like riding a motorcycle, and of course he's not going anywhere. And so they mime like blocking him, so he has a wreck. You know, it's just so then they're miming burning this Pokemon to death to get him to talk, and it just was weird. And it, it was so out of place with all the jokes and kind of like. children's movie feeling from this movie. It felt like different, darker writers came in and wrote this. So who who plays uh, Pikachu in this movie? Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. Awesome actor. Funny, funny, funny. Great in the Deadpool movies. And that's, for me, this is what it seemed like. Because in Deadpool, often he's wearing a mask and you just have Ryan Reynolds' voice. And here you had the image of Pikachu, but you also had Ryan Reynolds' voice, and it really felt like Deadpool. It was, when they both say very funny, funny things, but it was not, I wish they had chosen, a, I think, a different actor. I don't think he would have done a, any better of a job, but it just would have reminded me less of Deadpool. Uh, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Even though, yeah, I definitely like Ryan Reynolds, but I feel like it, they should have, picked an actor that we could less I guess recognize as a different character and especially when Ryan Reynolds appears and actual Ryan Reynolds appears as a character it just again it's like oh there's Deadpool here again yeah this Hello, movie Deadpool. makes use of some like footage that you see and every time the footage would normally show like the dad you know who the young man is trying to find out what happened to you know his face is turned or he really moves quickly there was clearly and that's the thing. I think it's some overall complaint about this movie is just was like so in your face obvious about things that were important. And, you know, the fact that they never showed the actor's face. So, you know, it's somebody important. The fact that uh, during one of the scenes, they're in this kind of Pokemon laboratory where the evil people are genetically engineering Pokemon to do super evil things. And, you know, they walk into this cage and like... They read the thing that says, you know, enlarge the Pokemon. And they're like, oh, these Pokemon don't see very large. Well, you know, in about 10 to 15 minutes, you're going to see this Pokemon be really large. And, of course, you, you do see that. And I think this brings up a special effects thing that bothered you. Yeah, the spring. it's because those Pokemon, those huge mountain Pokemon, looked way more realistic than the rest of the cartoonish-looking Pokemon. Yeah, so there's like a, a billion things like that, and again, like when we when we meet some of these characters, they're just so kind of on the nose of, hey, I'm here for this reason, and this is going to be my function, and of course, that's 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 their function. Now, the movie does try to be more than just um, 
a cartoon movie or a comic book movie or whatever, a game movie, whatever this is. Uh, it does try to bring in themes of uh, certainly with fathers and son. You know, you have some nice flashbacks that I thought were handled well and they, they were brief enough. So we see like, we see the boy's backstory and basically what happened is the boy wanted to be a Pokemon trainer and the big test for doing that, his mom got sick. They had to miss the thing. His dad moves away. They have a relation, don't have a relationship. He's supposed to, the boy is supposed to join him in Rhyme City to live with him, decides not to. Basically, they have really no relationship. And then, you know, the dad is killed. So, you know, they're, they're, they were trying to make it deeper, but it didn't really work. I didn't really buy it. It was also such a broad comedy that you have this, you know, young actor trying to be very serious and forlorn and mournful. And at the same time, he's trying to play off Ryan Reynolds, you know, who's not there, of course, you know, it's, you know, it's a little Pikachu. Uh, and so it just, it just didn't really work in, in, in so many different ways. And the more I think about it, the more the more I realize how many different ways it did not work. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to say. You kind of explained it. You covered that point well. Yeah, and I've got like four or five more kind of things to bring up that annoyed me, but I honestly don't think they're worth bringing up. You know, it's just, you know, unless you're really into Pokemon and just want to see them flying around, you know, on the big screen. And all the Pokemon, what they do is they fit, they're they able to do the Ready Player One thing and fit a whole lot of Pokemon in the screen. There's probably a whole bunch of Pokemon references that we did not get that are shammed everywhere in this movie. I bet you're exactly right. And again, so, and I wonder if the diehard Pokemon people, like, if they get enough joy from those, like, kind of cameos with other Pokemon and all the insider things to enjoy the movie, or, or are they thinking even more than we are, like, oh, this just, this is just a really bad movie and they ruined all my Pokemon. You know, I'm curious about that. But the writing, the, the relationships with the actors... Between the characters, not the actors. Um, you know, it just wasn't good. <laughs> I bet uh, I have a friend of mine who's really into Pokemon. Yeah? Who would probably really enjoy this movie just because of all the different Pokemon that appear in here. Like, he's this much of a Pokemon nerd. He can tell you, He you can, if you showed him pictures, he could tell you the difference between a female Alolan Raichu... And a male Alolan Raichu. He can tell the difference between those. Say what? Yeah, so that doesn't mean anything to me, but I'm sure it means something to somebody. <laughs> nah, well, that, uh, it just shows that, like, you can't tell. If you saw a male Pikachu and a female Pikachu, you couldn't tell the difference. So there are, there's not just, like, one Pikachu. No, there's, fem- there's male, there's, there's like, genders. Well, are there, like, thousands of Pikachus? Yes. Okay, it's so a species. Pikachu's like an animal. It's not like the name of an yeah. Like there's lots of tigers, but if I had a pet tiger named Ralph, this would be my pet tiger Ralph. It, I wouldn't be it wouldn't be tiger. <laughs> yeah. So a Pikachu is like the word tiger. Yes. Okay, well that's that's okay. See, that's why there was a huge balloon of him. There wouldn't be a huge balloon of him <laughs> if there was just one guy. <laughs> that balloon wasn't real, Pokemon. It was just a balloon. That's why there was a big parade and you know, there's the drug, you know, that makes turns these Pokemon evil, and there's the old man trying to trying to extend his life. It, the movie's a mess. Don't go see it. 
You know, <laughs> bottom line. <laughs> Unless you just love love Pokemon and wanna wanna do that. But now Pikachu is cute. Let's 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 give Pikachu in the little scene where like, you know, I can talk to the Pikachu, but nobody else can. And he's like, Look, and the girl's like, Oh, Pika Pika You know, the Pikachu says Pika Pika and the girl's like, Oh, you're right, you are talking to him, cute Pika Pika. That was funny. And there was like there's a ton of funny little things like that. But the story is just a mess. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Everything except for special effects, acting, and cuteness is a mess. Special effects were great. You know, some of the acting to me was not great either, to be honest with you. Uh, but, you know, again, everybody's doing their best. Uh, any more to say about this movie? No, but you're right. Don't go s- If you haven't seen it and saw this podcast anyway, and I, I feel like we stayed a good bit away from spoiler territory. Yeah, we do. We did. Uh, just don't, just don't waste your money. Yeah, yeah, just don't waste your money. All right, so what are you reading these days, buddy? I'm still reading Good Omens. I'm coming to, I think I finally reached the third act of Good Omens. Oh, wow, you're doing nicely. And you're still liking it? Yes. All right, I am also reading Good Omens, and I am just kind of in the beginning section. Uh, so I'm I'm enjoying it, though. And I'm reading it slower this time. I think I, I don't think I remembered very much from the book uh, the first time I read it. And I don't remember if I was at the beach or or what was going on. But I'm I'm taking my time reading it more slowly, and I'm enjoying it a lot so far. Okay. All right. Well, that does it for uh, this episode. Well, we didn't Al- rate. It. We didn't rate Detective Pikachu. Right, let's rate it. What did you let's let's tell them what we said right when the movie ended. And then see if you revise your rating at all, and I'll do the same with mine. I said, uh, this is what I told uh, a friend of mine last night. It's a 5.5 out of 10. Okay. Uh, now, and, but the thing we said to each other in the movie theater right away, you said it was, it was good, not great. And I said it was okay, not good. And then but now I, I think I'm going one. Okay, not good. Yeah, you changed after I said that. You kind of saw that, but now I think it, it's not okay. It might be even be bad. You know. Yeah, it's in the bad to okay yeah, not range. Great, not good. I don't know if I said those wrong the, when I did that earlier. But yeah, it's just yeah, it's not good. It's not a good movie. I give it two Pikachu's out of five. <laughs> I know I keep it. changing the way we're rating things. I know. I'll give it two Pikachus out of five. Yeah. But Pikachu's really cute. Alright, well that does it for this episode of the Owls on Culture Podcast. Uh don't go see the movie. Uh do read good omens and we will catch you next time. Until Bye. we meet again. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Owls on Culture Podcast. Our theme music was recorded and assembled by Marine Sosiani and Antoine Blanc. The show is produced by Pineco Turkey. To learn more about Pineco Turkey, visit pinecoturkey.com. Read the latest blog posts from the Owls on Culture hosts and sign up for the Flock email. Twice a month newsletter includes a short film, poetry, short story, and visual art right here in the Monthly dose of art curated by Pineco Turkey.